Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 601, air date May 2nd, 2020. Okay, we're live on YouTube. Yeah, we're going to go live on YouTube. Now we're going to go live on Facebook. And then we're going to go out live on Periscope. Yeah, you want to watch it from there, Richard? Yeah, great. All right, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayodhure. We're back. We have a, a bunch of guests today with us. Um, we're in Massachusetts. We're doing our Divide Truth from Lies and Multiply for Truth, Freedom, and Health Marathon live stream. We've been at it almost for four hours right now. The first session we talked about May Day, the importance of May Day, that May Day is fundamentally about when working people in this country rose up and, and, and essentially took charge um, of life for themselves and got the infrastructure that they needed. And if you look back at the history of that, it was in the late 1800s when May Day began. It began here <laughs> in America. And because of that, people got some basic rights, the eight-hour workday, they got you know ending of child labor, they got sanitation, refrigeration, nutrition, all these amazing things that occurred in the early 1900s, which really brought down infectious diseases long before you know vaccines came. And we have a medical doctor joining us from Texas today, Dr. Venu. Uh, but before I go there, I just want to uh, you guys may be able to see uh, we have some whole bunch of amazing volunteers here. These are some of our volunteers, and I want to introduce you uh, one by one. We have Debbie Pepe here. Debbie, can you see us there? There's Debbie. I think I can go into close. I think I don't want to do this right now. So there's Debbie. There's Venu right there. Um, let me see if I can make, can I make, oh, switch to active speaker. There's Venu. Okay, there we go. It's much better. Can you guys see Venu's up there? Uh, I'm going to bring this up a little bit. It's a little bit low. There's Venu. There's Debbie. There's Karina. You guys want to say anything? You guys, let's let's put everyone unmute. Everyone, I'm gonna unmute everyone. Unmute all. Okay, everyone, unmute yourself. Just say hello. 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 Hi. Hello. Okay. Hello. There we go. So, uh, uh, so these are our volunteers in Massachusetts and from across the country, and people should know. First of all, I'm running for U.S. Senate. And if people don't know that, well, you should know that. We just had a, a big discussion about uh, the Kennedys is who I'm really running at. Our campaign is really not uh, a campaign against a typical a politician. We're running against the entire Kennedy clan. And the Kennedy clan is so afraid that a guy like me representing working people is going to win this election that they've, as, as we talked about in the last session, the aristocracy of the Kennedy since they're gonna get away with running a smear, smear campaign, but we're just destroying them. They're, Bobby Kennedy, who's essentially uh, running the campaign for Joe Kennedy right now, because he's so afraid his little nephew's gonna lose, he tried to do a hit job on me, and it's failed miserably. Uh, but everyone out there, if you just to let you know, this is Dr. Shiva Iadur, I'm an MIT PhD, and I'm running for U.S. Senate. If you go to our page, shivaforsenate.com, you'll see it has truth, freedom, and health. Truth, freedom, and health. And the campaign is really about fighting for freedom so we can have truth, and with truth we can get to health, and we, with health we can have the strength to fight for freedom. And for all of, all of you out there, 
you can support our campaign various ways. You can volunteer right up here. Wherever you are, we have volunteers from all over the country. And if you're in Massachusetts, you can go volunteer. Um, you can also, and there's a great volunteer page here right on volunteer. It's got a video. It shows you all the, the things you can do, where to pick up lawn signs, all that kind of stuff. And then you can also donate to the campaign. But unlike your typical campaign where people just want your money and beg, 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 um, when you support our campaign, we actually give you some amazing tools. We give you a great book called System and Revolution. We also give you a tool called uh, Your Body, Your System that is a very simple and accessible way to actually understand your own body as a system. And those of you who are outside of this country, you can literally go to your body, your system, and take advantage of it. And by the way, if you can't afford it, um, we give scholarships uh, on, for both, both areas. But it's really, uh, the goal here is to really teach you about how to understand your body as a system. Today, what we're gonna talk about is two, um, uh, three drugs, or not three drugs, three compounds one called remdesivir, the other called hydroxychloroquine, and the other is a combination of vitamin D and C and what they do actually at the molecular systems level relative to uh, what's going on with this virus. So I have a whole bunch of um, stuff set up, but it's a pretty in-depth conversation, but it's our science marathon. But we have also joining us a MD, uh, gastroenterologist. Where's Venu? Did he disappear? I think Venu's disappeared. There's Venu. Venu. I'm here. Okay, um, how do I go to speaker view? Every, everyone know I can't go to speaker view here? Oh, there's, there's Vaynu, okay. Vaynu, are you there? Okay, there. Yep. Vaynu, you just wanna say hello? You wanna just tell your background and credentials, Vaynu? Yeah, I'm Vaynu Jilapali, I'm in Houston, Texas. I went to school here in Houston for high school, graduated first in my class, went to Stanford, was at the top of my class there. Um, did all my medical training at Baylor College of Medicine. Um, I don't like to give out my accolades, but you asked for them. But I've been in practice here uh, as a practicing gastroenterologist for almost 15 years. Wow, okay. Yeah, so he works on the lower brain, the gut. <laughs> all right, so we'll be back with Venu. But Venu, what we're gonna talk about today is, uh, Venu, you know, um, just to get, you, you understand what Cytosol does, right? I think you and I have spoken about it. Um, yeah, it was probably many times. Yeah, so, so I just want to, uh, what do you think about the fact Bobby, Bobby Kennedy has said that uh, I am a vaccine uh, manufacturer? And what do you, I, I know you've been seeing this smear job, but before we start into this, what's your view about all this? It's just, it, it's just pathetic. I mean, I, I first learned about you in the Boston Free Speech Rally. That was about two and a half, three years ago. And, you know, when I, I was like, who the hell is this guy? 40 people against 40,000. And, you know, when I start getting treated by somebody, I go deep in. So I watched every single one of your videos, like the 100 videos on, on YouTube. They're all out there. Anybody can watch them. They go back all the way to 2010. So I found out about your views on revolution, people's movements, workers' movements, echo mail, systems health, cytosol, and there's a golden thread that runs through it all. To say that Cytosol is a vaccine company is ridiculous. It's, it's complete nonsense. And when you actually understand how it works, I mean, I read your Rosetta Stone paper that marries Siddha medicine to systems biology. I read your PhD thesis, which Cytosol comes out of. Cytosol is a mathematical model to model the cell. And its potential for medicine in particular, which of course I'm in, is incredible. So 
Anybody that wants to learn the truth about what they have, that's what Cytosolve looks to discover, the truth, which is what I'm interested in. Yeah, thanks, Fanu. I, I think the most the interesting thing is, I think the, um, I mean, Richard DeLuca was just saying this. Richard's over here. The notion, the Hitler concept of tell, tell the lie, tell it over and over again, and it'll stick, is essentially what Bobby Kennedy's playing. He thinks he can say something so absurd and people buy it. And that's why I think the difference here is um, we've created a movement here where people are, uh, you have the sheep and you have the non-sheep. Um, and many of the people, in fact, all the people on the call here are not the sheep. And we've created a global movement. If you, you know, I just had people call and I didn't hear one troll call. And I, and, and, the, and I think the goal is people like us who are on the call need to embarrass these people, need to call them out. Because historically, people have just took uh, the Kennedy mystique and they've been using that. It's like an abusive, it's like they're abusers. That's what they really are. They're very abusive people. And they do not expect um, us to fight back. In fact, they don't, they, they think everyone's going to be a good Indian, tilt their head side to side and sit in the lotus position, as I've said, and they don't have that here. So that's why I think it's really, really profound. When I took that call and I said, everyone call, you saw the reaction. I mean, these people are all over the country, Canada, and for that matter, the world. I mean, I got calls from India coming in there. Every part of the world knows what we've unleashed, and that scares the hell out of the global elites that with this little camera set up in this, what we've done. And it comes because of the truth we're speaking. And that's, so what we've, uh, for today, for everyone, what I'm gonna talk about is we actually uh, t uh, looked at and by the way, no one else is doing this. That's what's unfortunate. Um, the, the press ain't doing it. The academics aren't doing it. Why isn't someone giving us a critical analysis of hydroxychloroquine and remdesivir or vitamin you know, D and C? So I'm going to uh, go through that right now. And, uh, and I'll obviously, any one of you, if you I'm going to leave everyone on. If you have a question, just jump right in. And, um, and, and Jen, if you're listening, if you want to see a question, you want to share with me, uh, from home, just text it to me, and I have my phone available. So let me just jump right into this. Um, so uh, let's go over here. Okay, here we go. So I have a set of slides. You guys can watch it on YouTube and people out on Instagram. This is Dr. Shiva Dur. I'm going to start really discussing, uh, uh, giving a science lesson, which I promised I was supposed to take place several hours ago, uh, but I'm on Indian time. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> Um, so anyway, let me start over here. Uh, so, uh, for, by the way, first of all, everyone, if you want, you can go to a site called vashiva.com, victoralphashiva.com. Uh, and if you're in, on Instagram, it's, it's, I'm streaming right on YouTube. I'm streaming on Facebook as well as Periscope. But if you go to vashiva.com, you'll see there's a lot of things I do from creating the first email system to running for Senate and Cytosolve. Cytosolve is a 23rd century platform for discovery. But basically, platform means it's a software company. We, we have the capability to model molecular pathways. And what Booby did, uh, Kennedy did, was if you look below the fold, we have all different logos of different people who come to us at different points and wanted to work with our software. Uh, from doTERRA to Juice Plus, uh, most of, in fact, all of our companies, uh, except their research uh, institutions we work with are all natural products companies. We worked with Pfizer many years ago, uh, about three or four years ago, 
they spun off an innovation group and they were very interested in the models that we had for autoimmune disease. Um, and this was a radical group which recognized the pharmaceutical uh, process was all screwed up. And we started with them and, and then in the middle of it they reneged. The two people who we started working with just disappeared because they had had enough of Pfizer. <laughs> so um, that, that's what, but basically we sell software. We create mathematical models and I'll show you what that means. So. Um, Excuse uh, me, Shiva. Yes. People can't hear you because Catherine Vitali is in the background. Oh, can you okay. mute everybody? Yeah, yeah, I can mute everyone. Is that Thank better? Thank you. Okay. I think Catherine was. I'm not going to mute everyone if you want. Is that better? Thanks. Everyone yes. can hear? Okay. Richard, you want to just take that? Is it, yeah. Take that thing out? Yeah, just pull it out. There. And you can rest it right here. Okay. So Richard is helping me here. Thanks, Richard. So, um, so what we do at Cytosol is our goal is to really revolutionize the discovery of, of um, you know, uh, medicine, be it foods and supplements and therapeutics for the right person at the right time. And what, as I mentioned, it's really a technology for modeling biological functions, for example, the immune system on the computer, which we call in silico. And the goal is to discover different types of medicines faster, meaning, uh, so you can save people's lives or validate if you know if mixing together turmeric and resveratrol has any effect on you and to eliminate the need for animal testing and this is typically the process today in which big pharma works you know big pharma does this very interesting process where they take a new compound they test it in a test tube then they test it um, in animals and if it makes it out of that then they go through phase one phase two phase three what, what are called human trials it takes around 13 to 15 years, um, some of you may know, and this whole process is quite expensive, but moreover, it's not that efficient because after all those years, what comes out at the end could be really harmful to you. And it's not that different than when people used to fly airplanes in the old days or make airplanes in the old days or, or, or just uh, create the wings. They would just make um, something and then throw a pilot in it, and if the pilot uh, didn't crash, they were happy, and if he did, they said, gee whiz, you know, that's what happened. So, um, and the reason that the entire pharma model is so screwed up is because the academic research model is so screwed up and if the elephant is something, let's say like your uh, cancer or some complex disease, the individual scientists touch pieces of it and they actually don't look at the whole. So they don't look at the whole elephant, they're touching parts of it and if they were ever worked work together, they wouldn't really find the whole, they'd find something like this because they all have a blinded view of reality. So my goal was to figure out if there was a different way to do this, particularly given how screwed up the economic, economics have become for pharma. Year over year over year, they spend a ton of money in R&D and they're finding less and less new drugs. And um, so they you know, spend a ton of money here and you can see it here. And Venu, I think from your background, from a healthcare perspective, this has gotten pretty bad, right? What 17, 18, 20% of our GDP is now spent on healthcare. Oh yeah, it's it's and it's going to keep going exponentially higher because of the because of the setup of the system. Yeah, and and what is what is some of the key points of that, Vayner? Why is the system so screwed up? Well, it's the reductionist model that you just identified. Everybody's in silos. I mean, I'm a gastroenterologist. I'm a holistic gastroenterologist, but most of these fields are some specialty fields. You hone in on things, and there's merit to that. But then when you lose the sight of the fact that a person is a whole person, and you know, the ankle bones connected to foot bone, as you say. Um, when you lose sight of that fact in 
Western modernist medicine, you lose sight of, of true health. Yep, and we have a chiropractor here too. You want to say something, Tony, about that? T Tony's right here. Tony, why don't you stand right there? Because okay. then we can get you on, on camera. All right. Yeah, so we also, you know, we don't, uh, you know, chiropractors are very, very, you can stand right there, Tony, okay. so I can okay. just point the camera. Sure. Go over there, Tony. It's right there, so I can there get you on camera. Oh, a little bit over. There yep. you go. There, so, Tony, you're a chiropractor, right? Yes. You guys study the body as a whole, right? Absolutely. That's one of the primary things that attracted to me when I started discovered what you were all about. Um, I said, this guy sounds like a chiropractor. He sounds he's like, he's like a smarter version of me. I said, so I just got more and more into what you were talking about. And it's frustrating because our patients that I see all the time are so programmed. And it's just was very re refreshing to, to hear your approach because it just makes so much sense. It's just very common. I mean, I'm, I never immunized my children. I got three children out of adults. Uh, I myself have been to a medical doctor for 36 years. Um, take care of myself. I'm a vegetarian. Um, it's, it's not that complicated. And if you look at the person as a whole, like you're talking about, it makes all the difference. Yeah. And I, I, I think the thing that we talked about earlier was that the practitioners who actually still see the patients face to face. Yes are the ones who know guys like you, guys like Vayner. We're on the ground. You're you know, on the ground. We're dealing with people every day and we're, we're looking at the whole person and get to see, you know, how they interact with the, with the, with the food and the water and, the, and the, all the chemicals they're exposed to. It's, it's a complete picture. Yeah, so thank you. Thank yeah, you. So, so I think the, the key thing is uh, Vayner's leading this whole effort for uh, direct primary care where it, the, the doctors literally um, start basically become more entrepreneurial and it's one-on-one -on -one and get rid of the entire healthcare system but uh, pretty much our entire campaign and the pe kind of people it attracts are people like that who recognize that the entire system's busted and you need to take a different approach and this is very very different than just throwing money at it which is like the Affordable Health Care Act talking a lot of nonsense which is what the Kennedys do or in Massachusetts um, they never really want to solve anything. It's all about how everything's positioned. It's all PR, PR, PR. But anyway, if we go back to this here, th there's a fundamental problem because these guys just keep throwing money at it and now they're not finding enough new drugs. And this is why they want to go to vaccines because vaccines, they don't have to go through the same regulatory process uh, and you can't sue them. So when I got into this, you know, back into this, you know, from the um, Western standpoint, one of the things that was happening was that when the Genome Project ended in 2003, as you can see here, it turns out we don't have 100,000 genes. We only have about 20,000 genes, the same number of genes as a worm. So that gave rise to a whole new field called systems biology. And systems biology basically said if you want to understand the whole being, you have to go connect at the molecular level, the cellular level, tissue level, and you have to connect all those parts. And in 2000 and um, three, there was a big um, idea that could you mathematically model the whole human cell. So if you think, and this is what the National Science Foundation put up because they realized this was no longer, uh, this was no longer, can you address what chiropractors, oops, I couldn't see that. Someone wanted, can you address why chiropractors and massage therapists are not covered under insurance? Is that in your bill? Yes, so we'll talk about that. Um, someone just had a question, but um, so in 2003, one of the big ideas was could you mathematically model the whole cell 
Because if you could do that, you could really start understanding very complex functions. If you think about the cell as this complex set of reactions that are all mixing together, imagine if you could model that. And to give people an idea, this is how complicated it could be, all these reactions. Now, this is a, I threw a couple slides in to do some education. So, because a booby um, uh, thinks we're a vaccine, I'm gonna teach the difference between vaccines and a mathematical model. This is an example, if you, took, if you remember basic chemistry from eighth or ninth grade, you have you know, CH4 methane, which is a chemical, reacting with you know, two parts of oxygen to get, the product would be CO2 and 2H2O, okay? So basically you take methane and oxygen, you'll get carbon dioxide and water. Um, but this is what's called a chemical reaction. Now your body is composed of millions of whatever, tons of these, trillions of chemical reactions that are occurring in real time. And if you could mathematically model all those reactions, you would have a predictive way to understand everything that's going on in your body. So that's what, and this is another, this is sort of the math. I don't want to confuse you, but just to let you know, what Cytosol does, we do math. <laughs> we make mathematical models. We don't make vaccines. So maybe, may, maybe that's what happened. He took a lot of heroin and he probably didn't understand the difference. That's what I'm assuming. Maybe he didn't understand the difference, Richard. What do you think? between a vaccine and a model that could happen. I don't know, but um, here's what we see a mathematical model here. We see a chemical here going to another form of a chemical and you can use mathematics as you're seeing right here to really understand it. It's called the Michelson-Menten equation and this was a lot of what my thesis was based on and based on the math, you could then literally draw a curve here which explains um, how fast these chemicals will form. It's called a rate curve. But the bottom line is, if you have chemicals reacting together, um, physical chemistry, as it's known, gives us the ability to mathematically, predictively model this through physical chemistry. It's a beautiful science. If I, if I didn't do engineering, I would have gone into physical chemistry. I probably wanted to do another PhD. It's an amazing field. But you could actually understand how things interact and you can model it so accurately that the physical results match that so it's, it's so this so imagine if you could now take more complex reactions and you could convert them to models or even the complexity of this so in order to do something this complex people thought this was intractable so the technology I created the software I created allows us to take these very complex um, conditions and literally convert them to systems of mathematical models, which people didn't think was possible. But that's what, I'm a software guy, and that's what I created. I created the first email system, created EchoMail, created many other systems, but this was a cool challenge. And, that, and the way we approached it, we said if you take a complex molecular system, you have pieces of it, so don't try to solve the big, you're never gonna do it. Decentralize it into smaller components, and then can, and do what's called a coupled system of doing it. And that was Cytosol. I'm not going to get into it, but this is really the technology. And then I wrote one of the first papers on it um, in, what was this, in 2011. It took me three years to publish this paper because first time I submitted it, got rejected. Um, people didn't understand it. Then we had to go to another journal. And then finally people got it. Uh, because when you do something this radical, this is a problem in these stupid peer review journals that your quote unquote peers never want anything new coming. So anyway, we got it done, which was a feat. 
But as Venus, Venus said, he read my thesis, um, you know, and we wrote many papers after because in this in this world of science, you have to prove yourself. But anyway, the cool thing was we had this great article come out uh, called Creating Accurate Models of Life. And Cytosol was featured in this as an IEEE, which is a very prestigious journal to be in. Um, but the cool thing is, as anyone reads this and any um, people out there who are confused, um, what is um, Cytosol? We create mathematical models of life. And that's what it says, creating accurate models of life. But anyway, if you look at this systems process, what Cytosol did was we figured out a way to hand, take multiple different compounds like food, functional foods, supplements, even single compounds, which is the pharmaceutical companies do, and and you and we license our technology where people can use this with our services to understand how that works relative to some reaction. And this is how we build airplanes, right? We don't simply throw uh, pilots in and kill them. We do every airplane is designed on the computer. That's what Cytosolve is. Um, so to say that it would be basically saying a software company like a company that builds aircraft wings actually is a company that flies a plane around or makes airplanes. They don't. They basically create technologies which help you understand dynamics of events. And so we've created a whole powerful technology called Cytosolve. And what we're able to do is, in any field, we can take tons of papers. We just finished a project looking at 22,000 papers in the field of osteoarthritis, which I shared with people a few days ago. And we're able to extract the mechanisms, understand the pathways, and then figure out how you know foods and things work in that. And this was a paper that came out saying if you're gonna solve cancer, that these are guys who are in the pharma industry saying if you're gonna solve cancer, you can't use a single drug, you have to use combinations. And it's sort of, duh, that's what food is. Food is, if, if you think about it, food is medicine. It's a bunch of chemicals that come together. And my thesis was the only uh, um, uh, uh, paper cited in there which could do this kind of mechanisms. And so in India, if you go, you'll have these yogis who mix together different kinds of chemicals. And here's what you're seeing in one of them. And mixing these chemicals, to get, chemicals, um, they have figured out a way to help people heal different conditions. Now, if you ask them, how did you come up with those mixtures? The Western scientists can't understand that. Um, but with Cytosol, we're able to literally bridge east and west. Here, what you're looking at is all the mechanisms uh, of inflammation relative to a herb called curcumin or turmeric which we've modeled, and we look at all the places, the red lines that that herb interconnects within the cell. Similarly, we did that with resveratrol, as you can see all the places, and then we are, have the ability to mathematically model it. So each row here is an experiment, and what you can see here is, first experiment we're running with no curcumin, and we're creating inflammation in the body, that's what that 0.15 is. And then we just do curcumin, and then we just do resveratrol. Obviously, it comes down, but what you can see here is when you do combinations, the same overall amount, that you, the right combinations can really bring down the level of inflammation. Um, and this is really the notion of synergy. So let's talk about COVID now. So um, how many of you have really understood what goes on when a virus replicates? And this is what's going on. This diagram that comes, actually, you can find it online. It's called Chemistry Views. Uh, this is not our diagram, so we thank them for that. But what you see here is this, uh, think about the pink area here, is really the inside the cell and the, and the stuff 
in the green areas outside of the cell. And what a virus tries to do, the purpose of a virus, or the, the virus is sort of interesting. It's not really a living organism. It's, 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 it's sort of an in interesting creature. Um, and I think there's a lot of research that still needs to be done on it. But a virus fundamentally tries to take over your cellular machinery and then replicate itself. So it basically wants to enter your cell and, and basically use your Xerox machine to make more of itself. So if you think about your cell having someone coming into your home and they want to come into your home and then put themselves on your Xerox machine and make more copies of themselves. That's what a virus is trying to do, that simply put. And it sort of looks like a Xerox machine. In fact, when I show you this diagram, so a virus, the first phase it does is, those are these particles. So if you're looking at the SARS-CoV-2 uh, here, this is, the blue is the encasing, the red and the green there is what's called the ribonucleic acids. And the things that stick out of it are called the spike proteins, okay? So what happens here is this virus lands and it tries to land on your cell in, I call it like the ball going into a catcher's mitt. And it's trying to land on the cell um, surface and try to find the right catcher's mitt where it can lock into. And that's called a receptor. In the case of this, it's called the ACE2 receptor. So, if it, so the protein has to land right on it. And if it lands, a process called glycosylation takes place. And then that virus is able to get in to the cell. So it has to be able to glycosylate to get in. So right here, I'm gonna make it a little bit bigger. Once it gets in, here's a cool picture. Uh, it gets in, the virus enters the cell body and releases its RNA. That's that green stuff. So it enters in and it releases its RNA. And that RNA goes into your cell Xerox machine, which are these ribosomes. So the virus comes in there, I mean the, the viral, the, the RNA, and it literally starts replicating itself. And when it replicates itself, it, it's very fascinating because inside that RNA is the instructions on how it can make more of itself. It's quite cool. So it comes in and it, and it uses your Xerox machine called the, the ribosome and it starts this process. Now one of the interesting things is um, this, uh, the RNA actually makes, in order to replicate itself, it's got to make something called RNA dependent RNA polymerase. And that molecule that it makes allows it to do replication of itself. It's, it's, so it's quite amazing that RNA comes in, there's a piece of it which has the instructions to make more of it, okay? And then, so that's the first step, it's called RNA replication. So it's gotta make all the RNA. And then the next process is it has to assemble itself back in, uh, into the RNA, into the encasing, and then um, it has to transport itself out, right? So it's a basically a one, two, three, four step process. Enter, it's really five. Enter, start releasing your RNA, replicating, two, then build yourself and then transport yourself out. So that's what happens, okay? Now, um, uh, yeah, there you go, that's what happens. I think I did a bunch of these, okay. Now I'm gonna cut to the chase. Um, I'm gonna tell you the end of the story. So what, our analysis showed with Cytosol, which is interesting, is if you go to the end of the story here, so for anyone joining new, um, this is Dr. Shivayadri, and we're literally gonna cover vitamin, it's actually DNC, this, this, there's a slight error in the slide, and hydroxychloroquine. I'm gonna change it while I have it right here. So there's two things we're looking at. We're looking at 
Um, but actually, because it's a PDF, I can't do it right now. But uh, I'll explain it. But here you're seeing, it's not just D, it's D and C is the intervention. And that's hydroxychloroquine and remdesivir. So what I did was, if you look at those processes, one is you have the virus entry, you have the viral replication, you have the, it, uh, you know, the membrane disruption, and then you have the stop the viral activity, and you have the stop the cytokine storm. So there's multiple things that can happen here. You, you notice vitamin D actually uh, kills the virus membrane protein. It's actually vitamin D and C. C actually stops the cytokine storm, which is where your body tries to attack itself, essentially. Hydroxychloroquine stops the viral entry because it stops glycosylation. It stops the viral replication, and it stops the virus particle assembly, and it stops the cytokine storm. So hydroxychloroquine is quite extraordinarily good, but you'll notice it has a lot of side effects. The vitamin D and C, this is, by the way, again, D and C. I, I wrote this wrong. And remdesivir does only one thing. It stops a viral replication. And we'll talk about that, and from a science standpoint, you'll see it's sort of limited because the virus can keep replicating. Now, from the side effects side, D and C have, frankly, no side effects. Um, hydroxychloroquine has about 60 side effects, and remdesivir, 75% of the patients who went through it had some type of side effect, and it's not fully tested. So you can see, when you look at this, you can try to, hydroxychloroquine hits four different processes, vitamin D and C hit two, but remdesivir only hits one, but the difference is D and C have no side effects. So we talked about this last time, that it's not the viruses that harm us, but it's the overreaction of a weakened immune system where it starts attacking itself. And so this typically happens if you have underlying pre-existing conditions, obesity, diabetes, etc. And this is another diagram looking at what they call the cytokine storm. When your own macrophages and T cells start spitting out a lot of cytokines because of a suppression of the immune system, your own immune system, uh, maybe the macrophages and the T cells are compromised, so you only have one system. So this is no different than if I took two of your hands and tied them behind your back and someone was coming at you and all you had was your, was your legs to fight with, you'd probably flail like crazy and you could hurt yourself and others, etc. Um, we talked about this last time when people do get in this uh, case coronavirus, what ends up happening is here's a little piece of the alveolus or an alveolus we're looking at in your lungs. It starts because of the cytokine storm starts filling up with fluids. Um, you have all sorts of unfortunate reactions that are taking place here. Your body's trying to fight itself. Now, when they put you on a ventilator, unfortunately, you have more pressure coming down and it creates more damage. So the real issue is, should you be getting rid of this? And I talked earlier about the value of vitamin C in stopping the cytokine storm. Um, so how does vitamin C work? So if you look at the mechanisms of how vitamin C works, um, uh, it works in, this, in a couple of very interesting ways. Let me go down here. Um, it, first of all, it inhibits, uh, by the way, there's tons of research done on vitamin C, which I went through before. Um, it, 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 there's papers written where it shows it can reduce the duration of mechanical ventilation. It can shorten the length of the stay in the ICU. Um, it, it, it's supplementation. You know, this is a big review that was done, has massive effects in, in again, lowering the, the time in the ICU. In fact, this one was in a very conservative journal. It's considered a big pharma journal. 
the JAMA, and they even uh, concluded that vitamin C can reduce an amount of stay in the ICU in, in the most conservative case. But vitamin C does a couple things. As we, it reduces what's called that cytokine storm where it stops your body from going crazy. It immunomodulates itself, almost like putting shock absorbers on your car. And it has an antioxidant and an anti-inflammatory effect. And, it's an, uh, and it has some antiviral effects. So here, this is how vitamin C does the immunomodulations. When your body is attacking itself, one of the interesting things people have found is there's a, there's a protein called GAPDH, or a molecule. It's, too, it's overexpressed, which means there's a lot of it. So what vitamin C does, as you can see, it goes through this process. In an, in an interesting way, it creates these reactive oxygen species which go shut that down. Simply put, vitamin C has a very powerful way of making sure that your immune system stops overreacting. The second and third things vitamin C does, it goes in when your body's under this kind of assault, it creates a lot of, excuse me, reactive oxygen species and vitamin C comes and shunts that and it also lowers inflammation. So those are the things vitamin C does and it has many, many other effects. Um, but it's really, really profoundly valuable, especially when people are in that critically ill condition. That's why um, the, in the letter I wrote to the President Trump, I recommended that you take high dose, especially in stress conditions. You wouldn't do that under normal conditions, but in stress conditions, it has a lot of value to really bring down that cytokine storm. Unfortunately, people like Fauci weren't really promoting this, which is um, sad because you could have saved a lot of people's lives. In fact, they recently saved a doctor's life in Seattle who got COVID, he was going downhill, was put on a ventilator and they, maybe because he was a doctor, they, you know, there's more collegiality. They decided to help him and they gave him a combination of an immunosuppressive drug and high dosage vitamin C and they literally rescued him in days. So the other one is vitamin D. So my point is if you combine D and C, um, how does that compare to the others? But vitamin D, you know, nearly 80,000 papers written on it. You know, a recent review article over you know 11,000 participants, and you know they conclusively said across that review articles it was safe, it protected against respiratory tract infection, survival in ICU patients was increased, and it is greatest benefit for those people who are deficient. Um, and it has a lot of different mechanisms of action. We've talked about you have the innate immune system, and you have the adaptive. You guys can go to truthfreedomhealth.com. I discuss all of that. There's a bunch of great videos there but you have the innate and the adaptive. And if you look at that, the innate and the adaptive systems um, work together, but one of the subcell systems in the innate system is called the macrophages. And the macrophages are the ones that actually go um, destroy the virus replication process. And here, if you look at, if you're breathing and you know air is coming down, there's structures called alveoli, which is where gas exchange takes place. Oxygen comes in, CO2 goes out and your blood gets replenished with great oxygen. And if a virus comes in, what happens? Um, so your airways uh, need to get protected. So one of the ways that this can happen is with the use of uh, vitamin D. And vitamin D literally creates a chemical cal called catholicidins. So I'm gonna walk you through this. So here's one of those alveolus. And here's these blue structures are your macrophages. And they're trying to kill this virus here, and how do they do it? Well, there's two types of macrophages, anti-inflammatory, which is not what we're gonna talk about because they don't really have the effect here. It's really the pro-inflammatory ones. 
And here's a wonderful paper that really talks about, I'm gonna walk you through this here, that your, your body actually, when a, when a, a, a back, by the way, this mechanism for bacteria as well as viruses, when a bacteria comes in or a virus comes in, your body will literally um, uh, 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 be, uh, uh, the, the, the macrophages need to go take out that, that you know, enemy. So vitamin D comes in and vitamin D literally through a set of processes allows the capture of that pathogen and then the destruction of it. And the way it does it is, um, it, the way it does it is through the creation of these chemicals called catholicidin antimicrobial particles, so CAMPs. It's like you're going to summer camp, but it's called catholicidin antimicrobial particles. And the way this works is when vitamin D comes in to your body, could come in from as a result of um, you know sunlight, your body creates it, or you take it like D3 cocalciferol. And when you take the, these vitamins, what the body does, it, it literally converts that vitamin D3, it converts vitamin D3 through a series of processes you can see here to produce these chemicals over here called catholicidins. And if vitamin D3 is a gun, catholicidins are like bullets that literally go shoot, you know, they go capture, and then they break down the walls of the bacterium or the virus. And here we're looking at uh, the HIV virus. But the catholicidins help this process of capturing the virus and then when it's in there, literally breaking down the cell walls. And I'll show, so show you this. And by the way, here we're looking at bacterium, same thing. And, and so this is a wonderful paper that came out in Nature in March of 2019. And it looked at three types of catholicidins. Again, the catholicidins, to be clear, are the chemicals that your body creates in, with the presence of vitamin D3. If you don't have vitamin D3, you're not gonna be able to produce those catholicidins. That's why sunlight is important, because when you get sun, UVB radiation hits you, you create vitamin D3, and then your body upregulates these catholicidins. And so here in this paper, they looked at three types of catholicidins. Porcine, which means pig, which is PMAP36. It's a certain type of catholicidin. LL37 is what humans have, and CATH2 is what happens in chickens. And what they did here was, it's a cool article because it says almost all catholicidins show in simple media direct antimicrobial activity against many different bacteria, viruses, fungi, and parasites. So think about that. This is the importance of the sun. Um, you get sunlight, your body, by the way, dark people need more sunlight. Uh, people who are dark are actually more uh, uh, prone to uh, reduce vitamin D3. So. May explain why a lot of the African Americans were having problems, more problems um, with quote unquote COVID or flu. But what you see here is uh, against bacteria, viruses, and parasites. So here's sort of a chemical way of looking at it. This one is the the pig catholicidin. This is the the chicken, and here is the uh, human. But what you can see on this graph here is as you increase the the volume of catholicidins bacterial levels go down. By the way, this is also true for virus too. And this is how these catholicidins work. They literally go to the bacteria or pathogen and they surround the cell wall of that bacteria. That's what those little um, uh, little daggers are, which are the catholicidins. They, they take over the membrane and they literally 
and dissolve it or burst it open. It's almost like a soap inside your body. And here's another example of it. And I wanted to show you these. This is literally, you know, mi microscope pictures where the far left is a bacteria. This is the pig. The this is the one with the pig catholicidins, the one with the chicken and the humans. Since we're humans, you can see here's a cell surface and you can see how the end cell walls are busting up here. See that? If you want to look closer. So you can see the power of these catholicidins to literally break up the wall. So vitamin D3 creates catholicidins, which literally is an antimicrobial. So here's a summary on vitamin D. You get it from sunlight, dietary supplements, fatty fish. It's about a $1.7 billion industry by 2025. However, that's very different than the vaccine industry, which is nearly $60, million, $60 billion and is gonna to double to about $120 billion in 2026. So you're looking at a $1.7 billion industry, vitamin D3, pennies, and you're looking at a industry which is, what, 660 times that size. So, Basically, in closing, vitamin D and C together, one really is an antimicrobial vitamin D, and then vitamin C, um, vitamin, vitamin C has many, many different effects in terms of really um, bringing down inflammation, modeling it, reducing the cytokine storm. So let's look at hydroxychloroquine. So hydroxychloroquine, um, one of the most important things, it, remember we talked about the viruses has to get in, so hydroxychloroquine literally stops what's called the glycosylation process. When that virus comes and it tries to connect to that AC2 receptor, it actually stops that. So that's a pretty strong uh, capability of hydroxychloroquine. The other thing uh, hydroxychloroquine does is it actually stops viral replication and it stops viral assembly and it stops the transport. It affects three different things here as we talked about. The other thing hydroxychloroquine has, it has some effects on immunomodulation, which means bringing out that cytokine storm, and it also has anti-inflammatory effects. So in many ways, it's awesome, um, but it has a lot of side effects. I, I've listed about 60 here. So a lot of different side effects. Now people also say you should take it with zinc. Zinc is um, something that really supports the, you know, the inhibition process at that ACE2 receptor. So it, it sounds good, and I think this is why uh, the president really liked it, or, or his advisor, somebody told him, Fauci obviously didn't. Fauci wanted drugs, drugs, drugs. Little guy, that's what he wants. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> um, so, but, and you can see Sanofi stock, which was tanking, got a really nice boost uh, from all the stuff that went on there. Let's go to remdesivir. This is sort of interesting. So I'm gonna walk you through the latest clinical trial that just occurred. Gilead Sciences is a company that created this. Um, by the way, um, that organization received a, uh, had, gave a lot, about a two, quarter of a million dollars to the Clinton um, Foundation. And, um, and, and you can, I did a tweet on this. And their stock since this came out has gone up by 40% over literally the last about um, 60 to 80 days, 36% to be exact. But here is Gilead Sciences. Their objective was to determine the optimal duration of treatment with remdesivir. So if you look at the clinical study, they weren't even comparing with control, which means giving some people 
the the drug and others people no drug they were just trying to say how long should we give it for so one treatment they gave people for five days and the other people they gave for 10 days by the way let's do you guys have any questions over here is everything all right okay um so they basically were not test this wasn't this was a weird clinical trial it's not like they gave one people the drug and then the other people don't they basically everyone got it some Half of the people got it for five days, and the other half of the people got it for 10 days. So I hope that's clear. So they were just looking at how long the duration of the treatment would be. And the regimen, as you can see here, was that they gave um, 200 milligrams on the first day, followed by 100 milligrams each day, and it was done intravenously. So 200 milligrams on the first day, and then they followed up with 100 milligrams each other day. Um, they had a total of close to 400, 200 in one group, which got the five-day, and almost 200 in the other group, about 197 in the 10-day treatment group, okay? So basically, they split 200 people got it for five days, and 197 people got 10 days, okay? Any questions on that? Yes? Okay. Um, then this is what the patient selection criteria. So one of the things in these clinical trials, you have to say, who's gonna, who are you gonna test it with? Are you gonna give it? Now remember, people are coming into the hospital. Some people are sort of okay, they just have a cough. Other people actually have pneumonia. And other people are in critical condition. They're actually, their lungs are filling up. So what they did here was they actually um, looked at hospitalized patients with severe manifestations of COVID-19. And the, and the severity was, to have evidence of pneumonia and reduced oxygen levels. That these were people, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know, they didn't have to go on ventilators yet. They essentially had reduced oxygen levels. Let me just go to our um, group over here if there's any questions. Anyone have any questions over here? Yeah, somebody's asking about interferon 2B to do an analysis on interferon 2B. Interferon beta, yeah. Interferon beta, yeah. I've done, yeah. yeah I, I've done that before. We could do a whole thing just on that. Tell them that I've done that. Uh, part of my thesis was on that, but yeah. So, any other questions? If you guys have questions, just jump right in. So, so what? So they basically they five. So basically, they're the patients that they selected for this was they had pneumonia. They're not critical, but it's like before ventilators but they need oxygen. Um, and patients on ventilators were excluded, as it says. On the cl clinical outcome, the endpoint was, so whenever they do a clinical trial, they say, when is it successful? Is that means the patients no longer required oxygen. That was one endpoint uh, of success. Let me go back here. And the other endpoint of success was they no longer required medical care or they were discharged from the hospital, okay? So that was the endpoint of success. And what is pneumonia? You know, pneumonia is interesting. So what happens when you get pneumonia? So these people had to have pneumonia. And so when pneumonia is, is an infect, it's really an infl infection, sorry, that inflames the air sacs, those little alveoli in one or both lungs. And the air sacs, um, you know, start to fill up with fluid or pus. Um, you start coughing, a phlegm, you know, if people are just throwing up. I don't know, one of our volunteers was saying she probably thought she had it. I think about three months ago, I think a lot of people were getting this. We Remember three of our volunteers? Remember, Karina? Um, like Elena and all these people. I mean, they were throwing up so much garbage. You know, I think they were getting it. 
um, fevers and chills, and this can be caused by microorganisms such as bacteria, viruses, or fungi. So uh, pneumonia can be caused by multiple things, not just you know, bacteria. And in acute respiratory distress syndrome is you have shortness of breath, you have low blood pressure, you have the th thickening, and you have severe pneumonia. So there's pneumonia, and then this is essentially a much more severe form of it. So what is remdesivir? I mean, this is a, if you're interested, this is a chemical structure of it. I mean, it's a, if you understand some organic chemistry, but it's a chemical structure of, of remdesivir. And it's, a, it's considered a broad spectrum antiviral uh, for several viruses, including coronaviruses. And remdesivir, the actual uh, thing is remdesivir triphosphate, RDVPTP. And it's a synthetic analog of ATP. This is what's interesting, adenine triphosphate, okay? Um, and its efficacy against viruses is in decrease, decreasing order. So Ebola, MERS, SARS-CoV, and SARS-CoV-2. So they've used it against various things. Uh, so how does remdesivir work? This is sort of a cool diagram. So it enters your, remember, the virus enters your cell through this AC2 receptor, and then it goes through this thing called endocytosis, and in that process, the virus, remember, starts trying to replicate itself. And so this is what's called a viral RNA. And one of the important things is that this, the virus replication process actually creates this protein, which we talked about, called RNA-dependent RNA polymerase. Simply put, the virus is trying to replicate itself, and it creates this particular protein. And what happens is the remdesivir does something fascinating. It actually goes and mimics one of the uh, adenine, sorry, I have it right here if you can see it here. Um, so RTVP inhibits the viral enzyme RNA-dependent polymerase, which is necessary. And what it does, it literally mimics one of the base pairs. And so what happens is inside the cell, this is sort of cool, what happens is when, when, when things start replicating, you're starting to replicate your own DNA or you're trying to replicate an RNA, there's actually other proteins which are making sure you're building the process correctly and they try to fix it. But what they're doing with remdesivir is they're actually putting in a bogus base pair and they're hoping that your own body doesn't catch that problem fast enough, the reaction rate. So this is interesting because this is a problem with remdesivir in my view, that if that virus mutates, this drug is gonna be useless. You have to create another version of it. So this is good under certain conditions, assuming the reaction rate of your body trying to fix itself, the virus, is slower than remdesivir's reaction in duping the body. So what remdesivir is doing is actually duping the body's viral replication process so your body can't fix itself. So if you look at this, it basically is affecting one part of that very complex viral replication. And if that virus mutates, it's frankly useless, okay? Because it has to particularly affect that one base pair. So in what they found out in the clinical trials was the early intervention with remdesivir led to better clinical outcome. Well, this is true of, you know, even hydroxychloroquine, right? You get it early, uh, it's better. You take care of your body early, but here with vitamin D and C, uh, A, as I've talked about. So the early intervention with remdesivir led to better clinical outcomes. So patients treated with remdesivir within 10 days of symptoms onset, had imp which is 62%. Uh, so, so people who 
had it within 10 days, had 62% improved um, outcomes. Let me show you right here. Um, compared with the 49% treated with more than 10 days, okay? So it's fascinating. So within 10 days, you had a better result, uh, improved outcomes compared with 49% treated after more than 10 days. So patients receiving a five-day treatment course of remdesivir compared achieved similar improvement in clinical status compared with those taking a 10-day treatment. So the, here was a five-day treatment group. Um, the time to clinical improvement uh, for 50% of patients was, within, was 10 days, 60% were discharged hospital by day 14, 64% achieved clinical recovery, 8% mortality rate, which means 8%, uh, which would be 200 people and 16 people died, 64% achieved clinical recovery, 60% uh, discharged from, from the hospital day 14. The 10-day treatment group, uh, time to clinical improvement for 50% was 11 days, 53% were discharged within uh, 14 days, 64% achieved clinical recovery, and yet 11% there was a mortality rate. So this is the data. By the way, you can look it up. It's all out there. In fact, they put it as a press release on Gilead's website. Um, so now the adverse effect from the five-day treatment. So here's the, so the safety was the following. 71% of the people had some adverse side effects. 71% in five-day group. Side effects included nausea, acute respiratory failure, 6%. Uh, higher liver enzyme indicating liver dysfunction, 7.3%. The 10-day group, 74%, so a little 3% more, nausea, acute respiratory failure, and high liver enzyme. So in closing, what you see is you have vitamin D and vitamin C. It hits two of those points. Hydroxychloroquine hits multiple four of the uh, five areas, and then remdesivir hits only one. And again, the safety profiles are there. So in my opinion, you know, uh, hydroxychloroquine with the zinc can have very positive effects. However, you, it has all the side effects, so about 60 of them. Vitamin D and A hit two of the points, no side effects, but they're hitting two critical points, modulating the immune system, as well as having antimicrobial activity. And then obviously this one, in my view, is very, very, uh, it's 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 a stopgap. It's you know on a scale of zero to ten, it's probably around a three of a solution. So we're going to take some questions. You got, let's go over here. Let's take some questions from the team here. What do you guys think? Does, was this valuable or was it totally confusing? Uh, can I? I'm going to highlight some things yeah. there that are important for me. Um, so this whole issue of vitamin D. I mean, if you want to know what vitamin D is doing you might want you might investigate what's the correlation of vitamin d levels to intensity of covid 19 symptoms is anybody doing that haven't heard about it so you know a lot of this gets down to you know what is your world view of what you think science is um, and right now what we have a lot of is scientism which is you know like a, a religion which has a priestly caste with so-called expert scientists who are who are going to focus on remdesivir it's not that remdesivir shouldn't be studied, it should be studied, but there's this overemphasis of focusing on that rather than asking some basic questions about what's the correlation of vitamin D and, uh, and symptoms of, of COVID-19. That's one point. Another point is, you know, when you have somebody who gets raided by the FBI, FBI for giving intravenous vitamin C, 
for something that doesn't otherwise have a standard of care, I mean, that's completely warped at that point. I mean, it's like, it's like rating somebody for giving zinc for a cold. We don't have alternative strong treatments for a cold. So why are you rating somebody because they're trying to give somebody vitamin C? It's just ridiculous to me. And again, it starts to make this whole notion of top-down scientism medicine become a reality. And then getting back to Cytosolve, I mean, one of the things that I was really fascinating on Cytosolve from the beginning is putting different things together in a mechanistic way, but then in a, in a systems way. So for example, I mean, you know, a parent would want to know if you give a vaccine with adjuvants and let's say the baby is born by C-section or doesn't have any breast milk, as a warped microbiome, which I'm very interested in as a gastroenterologist, what would a vaccine do in that scenario? Well, if you just focus on a vaccine and you don't know anything else but that, you're not gonna know that answer. So knowing these second and third order effects is what makes Cytosol Cytosol. So in that sense, it's not a vaccine maker, it's a vaccine truth teller. And that's what we want as parents. Yeah, uh, and and yeah, it's basically it's basically a powerful technology that can. It's a scientific source of truth. Um, we, for example, on the Cytosol side, we found an, we work with a lot of innovative entrepreneurs. We found this guy who, uh, in horses, he had found when you gave these two very interesting um, natural products. Uh, one comes from citrus, and the other comes from a green vegetable that it had an amazing effect. I mean, he sh showed me pictures of horses' legs this big completely coming down, you know, within less than a half an hour. Better than Advil, you know, better than Tylenol, all these things. So we ran that through Cytosol and we found that it hit five different mechanisms. We are able to validate it. We filed for some cool IP protection because what's going on now is uh, Whole Foods basically watches what supplements sell and they just replicate it and they're basically putting everyone out of business. So with Cytosol, we're also able to help small entrepreneurs get patent protection for their discoveries. And um, we're, we're basically gonna be offering that pretty soon, but it's something that we're not making the product, but we are discovering what combinations work. We more recently uh, were funded by a family foundation who was actually very, very concerned about young kids on Adderall and Ritalin. Again, these are drugs, and um, I'm sure the Kennedys may, Harvard Law School, by the way, uh, a, a woman I knew many years ago, she said nearly 70% of the people there are on Adderall. And my nephew, when he went to uh, elementary school, he said nearly 40, 50, 60% of the kids are put on Ritalin. It's quite amazing. And these are pharmaceutical drugs. So what we did was this foundation was very, uh, it was, uh, was very interested in seeing where there are alternatives. So we went through about 162 natural products um, using Cytosol. And what we discovered was, Richard, this has gone out, if you can plug this in. Um, uh, we found out about, um, we found out close to uh, 162 natural products, um, which had some profound effects on, on, um, on um, I mean, they were, had some effect on you have to wait had some effect on on brain health but out of that we found 12 which actually had some really good effects and then we 
using cytosol, all the math, we combined them and we found some which had really, really good effects for short-term memory, long-term memory, as well as cognition. And we just, and those things, we as innovators have figured out how to put them together. That's what we do. We use math. We use basic physical chemistry to figure this out. Um, any other questions? But was this helpful? Was this, does this make sense? So, so you have this very complex like manufacturing process. That's what it is. Virus comes in, it's manufacturing itself, and remdesivir throws a wrench in one of those processes. But the virus can figure out how to circumvent that. So then you have to throw another wrench, another wrench. But if we boost the immune system, which is vitamin D and C and A, you're basically shielding it so the, so the virus can't even get into your factory. That's what you want to do. But rem, rem, um, the viruses are interesting. They enter and then they're using your own body. Basically, it's a thief enters your home, like I said, and he's replicating himself by stealing your own Xerox machine. That's what a virus is doing. It, it's basically using itself. It, it's creating an environment where it uses itself to make more of itself. If you can just do it from here, Richard. Yeah, we're almost done. Yeah. Any other questions? And then uh, hydroxychloroquine, this is what, it is powerful, but it has a lot of side effects. But with something like Cytosol, had we had a chance to run all that through, we could have figured out what side effects. We also have the ability to load up people's genes, genetics. So you could find out, well, for this person, it's okay. And for this person, may, may not be okay. One of the things that we just found out three days ago, it, this took a paper that I had worked on with a team at the military, a team at the U.S. Pharmacopeia, which is not, far, not the, it's a company that handles all sorts of dietary supplements. And we literally use Cytosol to understand toxicity. I did this project five years ago. By the way, it takes so long to publish stuff because of all the politics you have to go through. But we finally got this paper published, but it validates Cytosol's use to understand toxicities. Um, I can bring it up if you guys are interested, but it just came out a few days ago. Anything else? Anyway, to all of you listening out there, this is Dr. Shiva Idra. I want to thank, thank Dr. Julapali Venu, Debbie, uh, everyone out here who stayed. We're going to end our marathon. It's getting late here. Unless people want me to keep going, I can if you want. We have Catherine. We have Catherine Vitali, Shannon, Jacqueline, uh, Karina, uh, Debbie, Elizabeth. Who else do we have? Um, and, and a couple of other people are coming and going. But um, what, you know, we have bunch of volunteers we have thousands of volunteers growing on the ground um, and our campaign is really about truth freedom and health and I want to encourage everyone to take a little bit of time and go to our website if you can go to Shiva for senate.com s-h-i-v-a for senate.com you will see a great website that our teams put together one of the most important things is uh, we're going against the Kennedys and the Kennedys are running a smear campaign against me because they have their little boy Joey, Joe Kennedy that I'm running against who by the way already has 51 million dollars in the bank at the age of 37, 38 when he's never really worked at all except be a congressman and go from Harvard and got a cushy DA job. Um, we're running for Senate because we believe it's time that you know working people like us not the 0.001% got in. So it's really about no to the Kennedy's aristocracy. It's about yes to a people's movement. And that people's movement has a slogan, truth, freedom, and health. 
which means without freedom, we can't get truth, freedom of discourse, discussion without truth and science, we can't get to health. As, as Venu just said, we're actually practicing scientism, meaning it's like, it's like science by the majority or truth by the majority. You know, true, you know, basically put, they think they can just lie enough. Like you're just seeing this, you lie enough that climate change is taking place, meaning CO2 is a pollutant. You lie enough that we all need vaccines. You lie enough that I'm a vaccine maker. You lie enough that I, you know, Gates as I, I work with Bill Gates. And that's how you push things through. And interesting enough, the people doing this are the liberal aristocracy. You have Bobby Kennedy lying to people that he thinks CO2 is a pollutant and he hangs around with Jane Fonda, gets some pictures with her and thinks he's somebody. But he's the same guy who tries to push through lies about myself and others. And that's how they work. They work through just blatant lying. It's quite incredible, isn't it, Vena? It's like scientism on a grand scale. It's just, it's just bullshitting. It's like professional. Yeah, I mean, I just, let, let me just make this point also. It's like, what this movement is about is taking away all the filters between you, a sovereign person, your family, your loved ones, and truth. Taking away all the filters between you and freedom. Taking away all the filters between you and health. Yeah. You don't need any top-down approaches. You don't need people telling you how to think. Don't take my word for it. Don't even take his word for it. If you're on the fence and you're trying to decide, is Dr. Shiva for real? Can I trust this guy? Go do your due diligence like I did. Check him out. He's completely transparent. He's the most transparent person I have ever known. What person actually gives their cell phone number? That's his actual cell phone number, by the way. That's his actual cell phone number. Does Bobby Kennedy give his cell phone number out? I don't think so. So that should tell you something. Go check it out and discover what the movement is really about. That's what it's about. Yeah, it's about eliminating, I think you nailed it. It's about eliminating everything between us and us <laughs> and you, right? Um, it's a free transfer of information and they don't like that. That's why you know I can put out my phone number, Venu, and people call me. And we had people just calling, loving our campaign because they don't get that anywhere else. And that's why these guys are in for it. And that's why we must win and destroy these liars and thieves. Because that's what they are. I mean, Joe Kennedy, Vanu, literally goes to a homeless shelter. Maybe you can bring it over here. And takes pictures of dark people. Hangs out there and leaves. I think what scares the hell out of them is that you actually have the capacity to bring together the left and the right to go beyond left and right. And that scares the crap out of them. And they don't want it to happen. Yeah. Right? A true people's movement, everyday working people like myself, a working gastroenterologist, coming together in a way that's for truth, freedom, and health. It scares the crap out of them. Yeah. And we should scare the hell out of them. That's a goal. We want to send the fear of God into them because they deserve that. They've, had, they've been riding high for way too long. So again, when people go to our campaign, the website, you know, by the way, you know, I work on this website. People know the, our, the people that work for us, volunteers. We work our butt off. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I got up at six this morning. We had a three hour meeting and then we've been going straight through. And this is what our day is like. And this is what, how I'll work for you as a US Senator. But it's about working hard. And if people go and donate, we're not begging here. Um, you know, the Kennedys, Bobby Kennedy, you ask him to come somewhere he wants 30 grand okay you got to fly him out there and he brings 
all these people. He's probably, God knows what he's doing with some of the women there. Um, he, you know, he's having affairs with 44 different people while he was married. These people are decadent people. And, but I have to t tell you this because that's what these people are and they get away with it acting like they're nice. And they tell, by the way, other people to have their tone and you shouldn't yell at them and all this stuff. This is the ludicrousness of their bullshit. But here, sorry again, I'm trying to not to curse. I'm trying to get better at it. But here is the book System and Revolution. When you donate, you get it. There's also an amazing product that I created called Your Body, Your System, which literally combined Eastern medical um, theory with engineering systems theory to make a tool that you can actually understand your body, what kind of system you are, how your body can be disturbed from your natural system state, and how foods and supplements can bring you back. It's a fun sort of tool that you can learn, but it's based on systems principles. So everyone out there, um, take advantage of this. And by the way, if you can't pay the 25 bucks, pay whatever you can. And if you can't pay even that, email me at vashiva at vashiva.com and we'll give you a full scholarship. This is not about making money. This is about essentially giving you something that you can use. Everyone should also take go to the site and you know register as a volunteer. Venu here, who lives in Texas, came up here for a week or two weeks and he actually was on the ground. So we have people all over the country want to come help. You saw how many people called on the phone. Um, I can't tell you, I feel bad. We've set up some systems. We've set up actually Echo Mail to help us get back to people. But we have so many people who, you know, want to help our campaign. Uh, people all over the world. But anyway, this is Dr. Shiva Iadure. I want to, let me just go back to um, Richard, Richard sleeping, Michelle sleeping, uh, Tony's here. <laughs> if you can see them, they're all sleeping over there. This is the kind of people we have. We have really dedicated people. We have. Are the, are the dogs out? The, the, yeah, where are the, the dogs? dogs are, out too, I think. are they outside? No, they're sleeping. They're inside. Okay, we have some Native American Indian dogs, yeah. and they're real Native American dogs. They're not fake Native American dogs. They're not fake Indians. They're not fake dogs. Um, but we have Debbie Pepe. We have uh, Karina. We have Elizabeth, Shannon, and Catherine, uh, and Jack Jackie. Uh, and we have tons and tons of people online. Someone else is calling here. Let's see who this is. Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. How are you? Hello? Yes, how are you? Hi, good. Uh, but we have Debbie Pepe. We have... Are you still on? Yeah, I'm still on. We're finishing up right now. This is me, Dr. Shiva. Well, I, wa I wanted to know um, I could call you tomorrow and uh, <clears throat> see if you wanted to do an interview with Dr. Judy McCoots, oh, <clears throat> PhD, and David Roach. David Roach? Yes. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, why don't you call me tomorrow and see what my schedule is? Just call me on this number tomorrow. Oh. Yo, can you mute your background for a second? Can you mute the background? What was that? Can you mute the can you mute it on the background? Because my voice is coming back through. If you can mute your phone or, or whatever you have, your TV. Okay. Oh that's better. Yeah. Yeah, so why don't you call me with, with her tomorrow if you want me to do that? Um, uh, David Roach would discuss ha ha a lot of 
things um, to help you understand um, uh, what you're dealing with with the corrupt. Okay, sounds good. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. I think she means Judy Mikowitz, the one that was screwed by Fauci. Oh, okay. All right. That sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. As long as she doesn't support Bobby Kennedy. <laughs> we don't want them. We want <laughs> truth, freedom, and health. <laughs> All right. Anyway, guys, um, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, it was great having everyone thanks everyone thanks for staying awake thanks for all of you it's a shiva for senate but um go to our site uh support the campaign help out in whatever way you can i want to thank richard i want to thank tony i want to thank richard i want to thank michelle the pups and b is b here she's sleeping yeah, sleeping okay <laughs> richard's daughter richard uh thank you everyone uh be well be the light take care thank you night night bye bye good night